I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. Frank, 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 Skinner, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner, we're on Absolute Radio, I'm with Emily and I'm with Alan. Morning. Hi. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> did you actually say what? So I, like I think we need to workshop your greeting. <laughs> oh, I'm awful. That could catch on. Yeah, I think so. That could catch on about 15 years ago. <laughs> so, uh, what's new? What? Jeremy Clarkson has upset everyone. Yeah. Yeah, but he's looking he? good. He looks great. <laughs> I think I have a certain sympathy because I think that although I categorically disagree with everything he said, Mm. Uh, everything he's ever said mm-hmm. uh, I think he has the disadvantage that his brain is a lot further from his mouth than most people big it, yep. there must be 18 made. inches between his brain it's and his tongue journey, isn't it? yeah it is it's a, it's a massive <laughs> distance mm-hmm. to during cover. that journey it gets more right wing I suppose that's it's like as you get older you get more right wing <laughs> that's, well, that, that's what they say <laughs> yeah. mm. I've actually become uh, a member of the French Greens <laughs> <laughs> don't know quite how that's happened um, I'm on Mange 2 at the moment. <laughs> Mange 1, I must say, was a bit chewy. <laughs> I liken this one better. You know, they're settled into the characters now in Mange 2. Right. <laughs> if you want to text us about anything, we're on 8 12 15. Mm. Yeah, d- don't look at me. I didn't make the number up. <laughs> I have made the number up in the past. What a nice man that George Michael is. <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you what, can I start before yeah. we go any further? Oh, you can start. You know, we've been talking about. Um, for the last few weeks about TV shows and the like oh, that, yeah. that were only made because people yes. come up with a title that they thought was a cleft pun. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked about it for three weeks. Yeah. I got an offer this week to <laughs> present a show <laughs> to show, as it said, the way people who work in football have got more refined tastes than people might think. That's the kind of strap line. It's called yeah. Footballers' Wines. Oh! <laughs> in which pe- wines. In which people from football sample fine wines <laughs> and offer their, offer their comments. That sounds nice, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I was tempted to do it just for the pun of it. Mm. But, um... Now, Frank, what have you been up to this week? Because I heard a rumour... I had a rumour. There was some absolute-based work going on. There was. I was. Um, I I got a fast train from Norwich to King's Cross. Well, oh. actually, I went via Liverpool Street. It's a funny country in Western Seoul. Yeah, and uh, it, it, there was a big. Do you remember the Faces for Radio campaign? Yeah, it was pictures of me, uh, Christian O'Connell, and Dave Gorman, my colleagues here at Absolute. Mm. Uh, looking like we'd just got up, mm-hmm. and it was the idea that we had faces for radio. That basically, we were too ugly for television. Was the was the theory? Mm. Um, and now I haven't. I, we had another photo shoot for the new campaign this week, but oh, I, yeah. I, 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 no one's actually told me what it's called, nor have I quite worked out the theme. But it's the we were all dressed in various forms of nineteenth century. Oh, a bit Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Well, mm. but, but well. I was wearing a canvas straight jacket. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I was a sort of a... Um, as far as I could tell, I was a Victorian... Um, Lunatic. A, yeah, <laughs> I was an asylum inmate. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, 
I think it might be called Faces for the 19th Century, <laughs> the, new, the new campaign. <laughs> yeah, so I, um, there's a weird bit, I have to be behind bars in a straitjacket, leering out, is, is the look they're after. Oh. I don't know what is this is. The, the, how they mentioned it in the script, then? He leers. Leering. Well, the, the thing was that the, the woman had to put makeup on me to make me look more mad. So, as she was... I had to lean through the bars. I, I imagine that this is what it was like in the 19th century, that women went past and lunatics would lead out and say, Oh, lady, give us a little bit of mascara. <laughs> um, and it was it was very like that. Ian Wright was there. Was he? Ian Wright was dressed as um, Florence Nightingale, the Lady of the Lamp. Oh, good heavens. Um, Truthfully, yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know whether or not... Ten, tending for um, victims of the Crimean War. <clears throat> and you can't... You just can't bu- put the balm on a um, on a musket wound mm-hmm. and use um, an isotonic sports drink. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be properly medicinal. No, I, I, don't, he was, I don't know. I didn't see him in his gear. He oh. was just dressed as Ian Wright when I saw him. Yeah. Uh, Dave Gorman was a street urchin. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can see that. But, but, but he had a beard. <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of Dave's, but I can see him as a street urchin. I don't like bearded uh, street urchins. <laughs> it looked like a sort of Victorian version of the South American Wolf Boys. But it was... Um, it was I'll tell you something, though. If there's any lunatics listening, you'll know that... Um, First thing that happens when you put on a canvas straitjacket is you want to scratch your nose. Immed- oh, immediately, right. The first thing... Happens, mm. so I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what the theme will be on that. I can't wait to see what Ian Wright's clobber is. Yeah, well, mm. he was uh, he was in fairly wild gear, and then he went home in it. So that was his tricks. <laughs> you know, he wears like little crazy hats and stuff. Yeah, so. oh, yeah. righty, as I believe we're we're supposed to call him. Yeah, I always call him Ian. Oh dear. Yeah, I don't want to be controversial, but I've no. always called him Ian, and. Uh, that's the way it goes with, with me and Ian. It's as simple as that. I, yeah, I always went... Freddie Flintoff, I always called Andrew, and he always looked at me in a kind of a, well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> kind of a way. I don't. I think you're not going to know someone well to go into nickname territory. Mm. Oh, I dive straight in. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Neil Fox. Um, I didn't speak to <laughs> Skinner. We've had an email in uh, from, uh, oh, I can't see his name, uh, Tom. Uh, an email from Tom saying, uh, hello, Frank, Emily and Alan. My wife and I went on our first date four years ago to see Frank do stand-up in Barnstable. Four years on, we've got married, emigrated to Australia. I'm sure it was better than that. Yeah, it's quite a shame. <laughs> 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 I thought that was the get-out-of-this-country uh, tour. Oh, was it? And we are expecting our first child in January. Congratulations. Lovely. I was uh, a January baby myself. Oh, that's nice, mm. isn't it? I've always been a fan of Frank's and listen to the podcasts every week. Mm. I would like Frank and the team, that's us, Emily, oh. to help me with a little problem. Oh. oh, dear. With six weeks to go, we have no idea what to call our baby. With our surname being light, all I can seem to do is find completely unsuitable yet comical ones. My favourite so far is Angel D. Light. <laughs> Good. Yes. Good. I really love that. We'll come back to that. Or boys, either Light and Noah Light. <laughs> Please help me by no, exhausting... Noah Light. What's Noah Light? Noah Light, as in Noah. Noah, Noah as in the Ark, but Noah yeah. Light. I think it's either Light and no, no light. light. 
No, no, well, I'm not happy with that. Okay. You can't can be that strict, Frank. <laughs> you can strike that one off, Tom. I think. Let's get it down to a manageable amount. Strike that, strike that light. The lady did a pun. <laughs> oh God, that's the second strike joke of the week. Let's have that one. <laughs> Doesn't go so badly. I think people that make strike jokes should be taken outside and shot. That's what I think. <laughs> I think they should be taken outside and then taken back inside again. All right. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps given a hot drink. I'm a pacifist. <laughs> yeah, aren't you? Uh, please help me by exhausting all the silly ones so that I can move on and actually find a name that works before my wife loses patience with me. Hope you can help, Tom. Well, we'll oh. try, Tom. We'll certainly try. Tom Light. Tom Light. Mm. Tom Light. Oh, yeah, that doesn't work either. No. What's it's his a parents girl. thinking of? If it's a girl, you could go Flora. Flora Light? Yeah. If it's a boy. <laughs> if it, oh. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, Flora Light. I'm just going. I've just got it. That's very Idiotic good. Idiotic eureka yeah. moment. What's, like. what's that cheese you like, Frank? Philadelphia. Le- no, Leodama Light. <laughs> Oh, but then you'd need no, life that's, in that's brackets. that's called Leodama Light Life, though. Oh. Like, unless oh. you marry someone called Life, which, let's face it, it's a million to one shot. <laughs> I think for a boy, Ed. Ed Light. Well, Ed Oh, Light. Ed <laughs> Oh, that's good. Um, she could maybe name it, like, if it was a boy, they could name it after Ackerbilk. Yeah. Acolyte. 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 It's a lovely word for a follower, you see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was like also thinking Maggie, uh, Mag for short. Mm. Maglite. Maglite, mm. nice. Do you know Maglite? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me at all, do you? The big so torch, like... It's the, a boy's joke. Like, stage oh, managers it? have oh, on okay. their belts. Okay, that, <laughs> that would work as an industry-based one. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Theodore, for the surveyors. Mm. Theodore Light. The other light? The other light. You know what's the other light? It's those things on tripods that men with hard hats look to in the middle of the street. You think, oh, what's he looking at? What's that what they're That's doing? That's the other light. Yeah, it's they're the surveying light. those people. Oh, good. I'm going to know that next time. I'm going to walk past and go, oh, it's, it's But they're the living in Australia, so they need to make it environment friendly. Yeah. Skylight? Sky. Sky, Sky, get girls called Sky. Sky. Nice oh, yeah. For a girl, yeah. Isn't it? But not if you're so. Miller as well. You, you can get Miller. Miller, Miller Light, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> good for Australians as well, you can name it like after, a uh, You can name it after Flash Gordon. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's. Flash <laughs> is a terrible name. Flash Light. Um, you could name it after Razor Roddick. <laughs> well, Razor we've already Light. had some suggestions in. I think we might need to open <laughs> it to the we floor. Really? Are we what about Saeed? Side Light. Oh, this is. Uh, this will take us a couple of hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tune in at five to ten, and we're still yeah. doing this. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> uh, okay. Well, if you've got any um, suggestions for the light baby's name, the light baby. We oh. don't know if it. We, we don't know what. Uh, I don't know if we know what. No, I don't, I mean, don't tell us. You know, no. keep, keep it to you. Keep it to yourself. That's all right. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll need to keep spelt with that surname. Mm. Oh, that's another. Keep them off so. the carbs, yeah. love. Or her. Yes. Oh. So what lovely advice for the new baby. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it off the carbs. <laughs> Get body dysmorphic as soon as you can. Oh, truly, this is the 21st century. <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. So, um, yes, we've had lots of uh, replies to the light baby's name, but they have to be proper names. There's never been ever in the history of the world a child called Roxanne, you don't have to put out the red. <laughs> that, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> All right. That's one text we can delete then. Yeah. No, but we've had a... That was from me. I've got to be how about a nostalgia 30s baby named Baker? Baker liked. Mm. 
514 Bud Light. Body's good. Yes, yeah. I like that. Can I not? T- can I? Can I ask the people at Absolute Radio not to take "Body's Good" out of this in context and use it in an advert? Context? <laughs> That'd be terrible. Paula Light. Paula Light. Paula. Paula Light. Paula Light. Say really quickly. Paula Light. Paula Light. No, I think it's someone just likes the name Paul. Basically, <laughs> is it Paul or Paula? Paula on one oh. of them. We've had a few saying Paul Light, but I think that's a, almost like a cricket joke. Poor Light oh. stops playing. Oh, poor Light. Yeah. Th- 319, how ga- hi gang, how about Ezra Light? Ezra Light. Oh, Ezra Light. Now, look, I did the accent, but I think I got away with it. It just came out. Right? <laughs> Don't Obviously. mention the strikes. No. 21,000 um, complaints. Oh, no. For that. It's <laughs> <laughs> tough, isn't it? It's tough nowadays. We've had another text in. Hello, Frank. My surname is also Light, and in 48 years I've heard them all. From Fanny by Gas to Osram, take my advice and change your Oz listener, tell your Oz listener to change your surname to Smith. Regards, Steve Light. P.S. My boy's name is also Tom and his mother picked it. I wanted Toby. Toby Light would have been fine, as is Tom, yeah, yeah. Mm. You've got to be careful, haven't you, because it's, it's, it's going to last a lifetime, possibly. My yeah. middle name is Kerr, K-E-R-R, mm. which uh, makes it sound like if I had been christened that the vicar had a stutter, doesn't yeah. it? Alan mm. Cochran. So even like Light, you could, you'd, you'd have to be careful about Lulu, because it would sound yeah. like Lulu Light. That's... Uh, an awkwardness. It would sound like Lula Light. Lula Light. Lulu Light. Oh, I see. Just too yeah. many L's right before Light, wouldn't it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I would go for Martin. <laughs> Gaslight's good. Gaslight. Gaslight. Oh, yeah. Gaslight. That's good. Gaslight. Yeah. I like if that. ever, if ever he wrote a book called Fanny, <laughs> <laughs> yes. the cover itself would be worth. Sounds more like a magazine, to be honest. Get out. <laughs> go on. Right now. Right. Right out. Right out! <laughs> no, right out! He's gone. I was offered that role. Um, I genuinely was. I what, turned it down. Yes. Yes, I turned it down for Too Day dangerous. of the Triffids. <laughs> turned it, I turned it down for Day of the Triffids. That's the kind of sentence I want to hear on this show. <laughs> Tune in next week for another chapter of the Partridge biography. That's great. Every now and again I slightly stand back from this show and think, do people really say stuff like that? Like, just before we came on air... Um, Emily said oh, that I was, I was looking in the beauty cupboard <laughs> the other day. The beauty cupboard. A piece of furniture where beauty resides. <laughs> Do you think the beast had a beauty cupboard after she died? But <laughs> he kept it in an urn. <laughs> oh, the smouldering remains of beauty. I say smouldering, I imagine eventually they cooled. As all loves do. Extraordinary. If you're listening, Kath, mine hasn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be so up. careful having young as, as your girlfriend, the strikers. Everyone's everyone's waiting to, to be offended. <sighs> he was so wrong about the strike. I thought the strike this week, it was like the royal wedding. I've never known such a lovely, popular, mm. warm-hearted strike. Children holding up banners. Mm. Oh, really? All it needed was um, a slightly balding young man driving a young woman down the mall with his handbrake on. <laughs> would have been another one of those fabulous... You know he had the handbrake on all the way down the mall. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And did Charles wasn't... He got angry because he ruined the car. Yes, yeah, it hasn't helped the car, shouldn't no. it? Oh, <laughs> oh he, can, he can turn, Charles. I mean, I've seen it at close hand. Have you? Oh, God, God. I saw him nearly <laughs> tried to strangle this African chieftain. <laughs> when we, we toured together in the 60s. 
And the bloke, apparently, I don't know, he's a... Something about the way he was dancing. Charles thought he was taking the mickey out of him, and he just went. It was all, it was all kept quiet, of course, by oh, the papers. I'd never seen anything like it. Until now. No, in the end, I had to drag him to the ground, rub his face in um, horse mess. <laughs> I didn't feel good about that. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. What else? Well, I'll tell you what else, Frank. I love an auction. I do. Oh, I particularly like it when a celebrity is involved in an auction because I like wow. celebrity memorabilia. I collect it, in fact, inadvertently sometimes. Yes, it's just, <laughs> um, it's just left behind, it's, is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, but John Lennon yes. has... He's, oh, yes. Have you seen this? His to-do mm-hmm. list. It, it's his list of chores. And it's, uh, it's up for auction at the moment. What I like about this piece, this piece of memorabilia, it sort of changed its nature. Mm. In, yeah. When it first came out, they said he, he, they thought he'd written it for himself. Mm. And when I read it, it didn't make any sense at all because it sort of says "be there" yeah. block capitals on the line. Then he thought he's it's too hard on himself. <laughs> but of course, turns out he's talking to um, Fred Seaman. Mm. He's uh, he's PA, mm-hmm. telling him what to do. His list of instructions is great, though. He has buy marmalade, <laughs> which I like. It's uh, it's uh, I like that because it's, it, it's written. There's no messing about with that, is there? No. I would just write marmalade and think, well, how else they're going to get it? Yeah. I was, uh, I, th- I was, I, I can't remember where it was. I was, cap- I tell you what, I went, um, I went raspberry picking in in Venice in the 1980s. I think we all did. <laughs> and uh, there was a guy woke up on the campsite one morning, desperate for jam, and it was like seven o'clock, and he was just going jam. Jam, and I'll do anything if anyone's got any jam. Please, I must have some jam. And he was really like going mad. And someone, I heard a voice say, "I've got some damson." And he went, "Has anyone got any other flavours?" <laughs> <laughs> you <were> desperate. <laughs> the damson has been your. So I, I know that feeling now. Mm. I personally think marmalade's quite vile. Yeah. Oh, you'd be no friend to Paddington. What's the point in taking no. stuff that you don't eat and trying to sneak it into other food? <laughs> what, like my oranges? View on, my view orange on onions. Peel. Oh, orange peel. Yeah, it's orange oh. peel. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he yeah. also had, which I like, tell me about hair dryer, yay or nay. I love that. Which I adore. I love the archaic language. <laughs> he sounds right. horrible, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> when he says be there, block capitals. That is, I would never write that to my personal assistant. It's so aggressive. Really? If anyone ever texts me in block capitals, I always text back. There's no need to shout. Yes, the do deserve that. <laughs> yeah. He also there's one Be area there. as well where I think he's bit, he's getting a bit nasty. He's turned out of mm. Prince Charles. He says, "Would it be a good idea to make sure both cars have full gas tanks?" Yeah, exactly. You oh, can, like it's that, not often though. you can read sarcasm, no. but you can read very it imagine no possessions. Wouldn't that, I it find. be? Wouldn't it be a good idea? You can hear it, can't you? I think they've done a whole journey with the red light on, and, uh, and John Lennon's just I like, think just him and Roxanne. Out. We're gonna run out. Yeah. <laughs> Both cars. Both oh, can hear it. Yeah. Give it to Mary. Two jokes. <laughs> Do you know give it to Mary? Give it to Mary. Paul McCartney wrote a song called uh, Those Were the Days, My Friend. It's called Those Were the Days. Oh, you know, yeah. those were the days. And they gave it to Mary Hopkin, who was like a... Uh, uh, she just won a talent show, I believe, something like that. And she got to number one. It was a big hit. Uh-huh. Mm. But it was a real sing-along song. And apparently after that, every time Paul McCartney came up with one of his lovely melodic tunes and said, what about, here's the new song I've written, John would say, give it to Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. 
<laughs> we loved him, but we think he was horrible. I well, suppose he, that's the bottom line. He certainly sounds tetchy at times. There's oh, a bit God. on the uh, uh, for the benefit of being for the benefit of Mr. Kite, where a guy sort of plays. He says, "Oh, take two on uh, for the benefit of Mr. Kite," and you can hear John Lennon going. Being for the benefit of Mr. Kite, <laughs> like properly touching. <laughs> this is the song title. It's one extra word. But one of the things that he says on this is yeah. um, a Tor Heyerdahl book, Return. <laughs> now I only ever know what it's interesting. This Tor Heyerdahl was a sort of a uh, Scandinavian explorer. Oh, and he uh, he did the Contiki expedition, which was when he, he sort. I think it was the Vikings. It was based on the Vikings could have gone wherever, so he built a raft as the Vikings would have built it and went on this perilous voyage. And we, it was the only book in our house as a child I ever remember seeing. Really? We had a Bible. Uh, we had a Bible and Tor Heyerdahl's The Contiki Expedition. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if it might have been John Lennon's. <laughs> but I love the fact about uh, that John Lennon wants a book back. All right, yeah. buy another one, John. You can afford it. <laughs> well, actually, I've given it to Mary. I, I misunderstood your previous instructions. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, he, d- he doesn't come across well. By the way, I think I've still got your Simon D book. Have you? But then again, you've still got my you've got my Audrey tattoo DVD. <gasps> I have. This is the sort of thing that you could do while playing a song, isn't it? You. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the idea. You know, you're on the radio. <laughs> don't I? See, I'm in that position. I haven't read the Simon. You know, when some I haven't you... watched the Audrey tattoo. No, well, that's it. So oh, you don't. But you don't want to give it back. But you don't want to think you couldn't couldn't be bothered to either read or I watch what you've been same. given. What I don't think do? this show has ever descended into one of those accidental phone calls <laughs> where you just hear a conversation <laughs> between. No, but what do you do when someone gives you a book? You know. You, when you deliver it back, yeah. you've got to give them a bit of a, a review. Well, that's why I've yeah, had pressy, the film. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch it. Can I, I say, not reading a book is a, is a bit of a, a bigger... <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a bit more justifiable than not watching a 90-minute DVD. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you can stick your DVD. <laughs> Frank, 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 Skimmer. Frank Skimmer. Absolute radio. The thing, though, with knitwear... Is mm-hmm. I I don't really go in for knitwear because mm. I think knitwear is only nice until the first wash. Yeah, it's never the same. That's I, true, I Frank. It's I'm never the fine. same. Mm. I don't care if you wash it in cold water mm. with no soap. Still, never the same. Mm. And they yeah, should uh, sort there. It's the twenty-first century. There's always the danger of bobbling. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is. Mm. Frank was referring to my horse knitwear, and we then touched on our mutual contempt for did horses. You, did you say horse knit? Yeah. What does that mean? Horse so, knitwear. <laughs> it's a jumper with a horse <laughs> on the front. Oh, has it got a horse yeah. on the Oh, sorry, your monitor's in the way. I <laughs> oh. thought, what are you talking about? Horse <laughs> knitwear? <laughs> yeah, is it made of horse? horse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't see the horse. Now <laughs> it's all falling into place. Know. Yeah, we were saying that we loved it. The whole image of the noble stallion and mm. that beautiful... Oh, the symmetry, the... The, 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 mus- the muscular Sinews, definition. Nice. But the actual creatures are vile. <laughs> well, I'd actually go so far as to say they're rank. Rank? <laughs> you go that far? <laughs> Do you get horse ranks? Like taxi ranks? Yeah, I think so. You did in the Wild West. Back over. in the day. Is there a horse like- rank round here? I'm, I'm thinking I might have a drink tonight. So um, I'm not taking my horse. <laughs> well, you don't like that you have to earn their respect. That's what people say. No, do I want to... I have to l- earn the respect of a horse. <laughs> A horse? I'm afraid you need to do what you're told. You're a horse. <laughs> and I am the steward of civilization. 
<laughs> get over it. Do you think that's what Clarkson thought he was asked about? Do you think he thought it was horses and he was going, they should be taken outside and shot? And that's the... I think that I, I'm hoping they're outside in general. Yeah, exactly. You don't <laughs> want your indoor horse. No, I like the indoor horses. They're like indoor fireworks. They're not really fireworks at all. No. Mm. Now, Frank, we've had an IEM... Ah, let me explain. An IEM is an idiotic eureka moment, i.e. something that you get much later than everyone else. I don't mean, like, if you got rickets now. I mean, if there, was a jo- <laughs> if there was a joke or something like that that was around for years before you went, oh, God, of course. Well, this is from Paul Bowden, or Bowden, however you prefer. Let's call the whole thing off. Um, he says, I'd always struggled with understanding the popularity of the song I Saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus. As to mm. me, it glamorised a little girl catching her mother cheating on her father. Well, funnily enough, that's how I read it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it it dawned well. on me very slowly. A little insight into my childhood. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't going to uh, say anything. It dawned on me very slowly whilst <laughs> listening to it the other day that the Santa Claus in question is probably her dad. It's given the song rather more innocent and lovely hue. Yep. And yeah. then I think of Phil Spector. It's all massively confusing for me. <laughs> I think Phil Spector did the song I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, brackets, and so shot them both. Yeah. <laughs> Close brackets. <laughs> yes, well, I, I I didn't know that, but oh, I like I the idea. I didn't know that either. I've only just realised that. The idea yeah. it was some terrible tale of infidelity discovered. Do I you know, saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. No, she was I drunk. That. She didn't know what she was doing. I get that. He was all point. over her like a rash. Yeah. Oh, Leave Santa. Yeah. I've gone off it now. I'm uh, I'm ready for Santa though. I can't wait. I I can tell that I'm getting ready for Christmas because I've been getting really irritable about very minor things, which usually means that I Is need that to stop. Is that how you prepare? That's. It usually <laughs> means just that I need to stop travelling and eat some gammon and get some new socks. Uh-huh. I, I get genuinely excited about eat the fact some that gammon. I love gammon at Christmas. I love gammon anyway, but, you know, it's tradition that you have a massive gammon. Um, and I, I've been getting really... The other day, somebody was on the phone to me and I thought I could hear them smoking and caught myself getting a wave of anger. Like, are they smoking whilst on the phone? To me? <laughs> At least say it. At least tell me, oh, yeah, I'm smoking. I don't think you can get secondary smoking. No, I know. <laughs> <it's> <laughs> through the mouthpiece. I know, it's, it's, it's unnecessary anger, but there's a bit of me that was like, God, why can't they just tell me that they're smoking? Like, <laughs> really weird. And then thought, oh, I wonder if they can hear me having a sip of my cup of tea or something. And the other day, I texted my wife while she was walking our son round to the school, and uh, the phone buzzed on the table behind me. I texted a phone that was in the same room as me. I was incandescent <laughs> with rage. <laughs> Honestly, it was like basil faulty levels of rage. And I just think that's it's definitely time for Christmas, isn't it, if you're getting mm. that angry. Well, I've had, I've had a lovely... Um, a, a, se- a sense of diminishing annoyance over the last two weeks because in our flats... Uh, they're putting carpet down in the common areas. Oh, oh well, you're getting carpet in the common parts. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I know. That it, it sounds happens, like a It happens when you get to my age. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and quite a thick pile. <laughs> uh, but that's another story, as you would say. No, I... So, honestly, when they're outside the flat, it was... We're on the 11th floor. And when, when they were outside the flat, it was really... I mean, it was really... And, you know, mm. people... They don't even... It's not even a sort of manly hammering when you're putting down a carpet. It's not... Like, you know, it's wow. <laughs> yeah, it's tap, 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 tap. It's like a mm. woodpecker at the door, and it's really annoying. And over the, the course of two weeks, it's gone down the floors. 
Oh, so really? now it's about the third floor. I can still hear it. Can but it gets a little bit less annoying with each floor. It's really something to look forward to. <laughs> so it's not really annoying gone. It's really annoying. Bit less annoying. Oh. Less annoying, bit less annoying. It's, it's like a ramp. It's got a ramp. Oh, Anton Dubeck in uh, tap shoes, I'm imagining. Yes, well, he's actually inside my flat. <laughs> <laughs> Just tap shoes and a bow tie. In, in the, a bit like the, um, what was that ma- that male group? The Chesterfields? Oh, no, that's... Chippendales. I, I, I know they were furniture-based. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Chesterfields was probably the northern version. Like their tribute act, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the Chesterfields. The Four Monty featuring the Chesterfields. <laughs> Isn't it quite a lovely town, Chesterville? I'm, I'm thinking it's all... Isn't it all gothic and smashing? I know it sounds like it shouldn't be, but I think it's quite nice. What is Chesterfield? Yeah. Oh, I think it's all right. Oh, I've yeah. had a lot yeah. of reaction to our horse comments. Oh, dear. Have you? Oh, dear. I, I think it's fair to say we've divided people, really, <laughs> over this. But not conquered. <laughs> no. What, the goats from the horses? Well, <laughs> Ian says, thank you, saying horses are a bit pony. Funny. Very Sam good. Sam is not very happy with us. No. I cannot believe you were saying that about horses. I always love listening to you on a Saturday morning, but you were so very wrong about them. Oh dear, that's gone kind of gone very well. So <laughs> very wrong. Yeah, that'll be that'll be Willie Carson. I wish he'd stayed in the jungle. <laughs> that's what he's gonna be like. Absolute radio. Frank Skinner. I had a, a very informative text in. Just a minute, I have to reintroduce the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, it's Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cocker and Emily Dean. Not necessarily in that order. Mm. Carry on. Well, I was about to say, I've had a very informative text in. Uh, as you know, I only joined this show in June, so I was uh, I was unaware of this fact. Uh, mm. But 363 has, has texted in, Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, just want to say how proud I am that you are still talking about IEMs, idiotic eureka moments, ever since I texted in last year. Oh, it's him! Yeah, about my oh. wife Michelle and her back-in-the-habit faux pas with Sister Act 2. Yes. Mm. Gary Davenport in Godalming, 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 Sorry, lovely area. Godalming. No need to apologise, love. It's Gary, right? I've <laughs> often thought when we've talked about idiotic eureka moments. Um, oh God, who was the bloke who sent this in originally? Because yeah, it was totally a, a um, listener-led exactly. idea, and it was Gary from. And it's like Godalming. nuclear power now, and it can't mm. be put back in the box. It's no, but uh, no, he's. Uh, well, he's an historic member of the show. Isn't in fact, it? I have to say that Gary from Godalming, I say Godalming, is um, officially yeah. friend of the show. Yeah, he's uh, he's That's helped good. us too. I'm glad we've given too. him his propers. Yeah, yeah, that uh, how lovely. It's, it was always a great idea. The idiotic eureka moment. Uh, if you want to text us about anything, we're on eight twelve fifteen, as we always are. And you know what? Mm. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> well, I have. Um, to add in general, because, mm-hmm. Frank, I have a new OC. May I remind you, gentlemen, what an OC is when it's in my context? Oh, I think I remember, but go on. It's an obscure crush. Yes, indeed. It was Vince Cable once. Yes. Was it really? Yes. <laughs> For a while. And the son of the uh, shamed canoe man. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, mm. the son of the shamed canoe man. Mm. Sounds like an old musical song. <laughs> <laughs> the son of the shamed canoe man that I knew. Hey, lady! <laughs> We should so, have sung that at uh, the absolute 19th century uh, launch. <laughs> yeah, launch. <laughs> that, that's what it'll be. It'll be absolute 19th. It'll be the new, um, their new yes. radio station. That's why we're all dressed as Victorians. Oh, yeah, it will be. If you've just tuned in. <laughs> Look forward to those tunes. Yeah, I, I, um, I won't bother explaining. No. We'll, we'll talk about new stuff now so you don't feel left out. 
So, Frank, my OC, mm. um, he's involved in one of my favourite reality shows. I'm going to call it a reality show. It's uh, Ooh, The it, Only yeah. Way is Leveson, I call it. <laughs> oh, that. The Leveson Inquiry. I've been glued to it. I've been downloading it. I watch it all the time. I think really? it's Leveson awful. <laughs> Sticking the juice and the juice and advert and running with it. <laughs> oh. Go on, carry on, yeah. So, Who is it from the Leveson Inquiry? Well, it's not is Lord it Steve Leveson. Coogan? No. It's not Lord Leveson. I'm not that weird. No. He's a funny-looking character. Well, you know, he's a serious individual. He has no time he? for a sexual allure. Is he? I don't, I don't rate him. But anyway, I actually um, I have a massive crush on David Sherborne, who's the celebrity lawyer. He would be the celebrity lawyer that I like. He's, he's very dashing, Frank. He was the one who arrived with Hugh Grant. You see that Thick, one? Lovely, lustrous, black, oh, no, tufty I don't hair. Like, I don't, he looks to me like he smells of shaving lotion. You know that kind of black. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yeah. He represents them all, doesn't he? he oh, he does. He represents them all. Skinny, strokes, tie. And he's like Harrison Ford in the courtroom speech. I just think he's brilliant. He's my favourite. Mm. Oh, he's my favourite. You're kind mm. of a bit Brucey there. <laughs> oh, you're favourite. <laughs> well, as, as, as you know, I've always been slightly affronted that I wasn't uh, hacked. Mm. Were you not hacked? No, I took it as, a, as, a, as an almighty slap in the face. Uh, and I've never felt that more keenly than this week when Anne Diamond stepped into the dock. And I thought, well, they couldn't be bothered to hack my phone, but they were queuing up to find out the general tittle-tattle of Anne Diamond. Oh, no. I thought, how long has this phone hacking been going on? It's been going on since before there were mobile phones, is all I can... Yeah. And, and, and then she, she gets up and she does that thing that Richard and Judy does, that yeah. describes herself as a journalist. Right. You, know, you know people who are a bit, who are a bit sort of... Uh, TV souffle type yes. people, just, yes. you know, TV presenters. <laughs> Don't call yourself journalists as if you're hard hurt eating out there in the war zone <laughs> instead of doing something about a, a multicoloured bus stop in, uh, <laughs> in Warwick. Um, but it did remind mm. me, because um, she's up there giving her, her views and as if she's, you know, very uh, authoritative. But um, She wore a chunky knit, I seem to recall. Yes, she did. Did she wear a chunky knitting oh, court? Yeah, I think she might have, yeah. Oh, OK. Um, I bet it wasn't as nice as, since she's washed it. No. No. <laughs> but she, uh, there she is giving her evidence and people making notes and all being taken seriously. It's only about, I bet, 12 months that she was in the Daily Mail saying that a ghost had tried to sell her a house. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. So Anne Diamond uh, is looking for houses a few uh, few years back and uh, turns up at this place with her mum. Old lady lets her in, mm. says, have a look round, help yourselves. Mm. They have a wander round. Uh, they like it. Anne's thinking, uh, possibly putting in an offer. Mm-hmm. Go low, we'll see how it goes. Mm. Uh, they come back to sit, can't find the little old lady. So they're wandering oh. around the house, they go into the living room, they sit down. And so well, that's a bit weird. We don't we don't have the keys. We can't even lock up when we go. And then the mother says to Anne, Anne, and Anne Diamond says yes. <laughs> she says, well, there was no furniture when we came in. What are we sitting on? They realised they were sitting on a, an enormous coffin. No. In the middle of the uh, living room. So uh, they become distressed mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> dash out the house. Mm. Found the estate agent with your wood. And said, you know, what's going on? It's I'm curious he wasn't there in the first place, but never mind. Yeah, the yeah. estate agent said that's uh, impossible because I've got the keys 
to that house, <coughs> and no. uh, the old lad who lived there died some, what, some three weeks gone. Was it a dark and stormy night? Some three weeks gone. <laughs> <laughs> she was... She was, was fa- it John Lennon's <laughs> archaic language? <laughs> she was found, uh, she was found lying on the living room floor, exactly where the coffin had been. Oh, no <gasps> way. So not only was she a ghost, but she was, she had a ghost, uh, coffin as well. Right. You know what I think? Ghostwood. I think I think Anne and her mum were going to view a house and they popped the Weatherspoons on the way in the afternoon. That. You can't say that about Anne Diamond. <laughs> I can if I want. I mean, if you think a ghost has showed you around a house, you've started early, that's what I say. Well, um, I've, I've, as it turns out, I've actually hacked Anne Diamond's phone. <laughs> so, uh, I'll do I just, we can just make this... Uh... Hello, Mum. Hello, Anne. Um, look, I haven't been in the paper for about four years. I wonder if you'd back me up on a story. Oh, what is it this time? Well, it's a sort of a ghost trying to sell me a house. What do you think? <laughs> oh, Anne, for goodness sake! That's all I got, but I think I think the evidence is there. Nice. And the mother characterisation, I thought, was yeah. Sterling Wert. Thank good. you very much, mm. Sterling Wert. What happened to him? Mm. <laughs> have we heard from the outside world? Oh, we have. We've had a really nice text in from Tom George saying he's on dialysis at Guy's Hospital. Thank God you guys make me smile on a Saturday morning. He's part part of our um, hardcore dialysis following. (laughs) Tom, um, that's lovely. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Dialysis, of course, is... um, Isn't he that Welsh golfer? (laughs) Dialysis. I think so. (laughs) Um, Get well soon, Tom, if that's uh, an appropriate thing to say. Yeah. And Cockwell, have you been watching uh, The Only Way is Leveson? I've seen a bit of it, um, but I, I'm perplexed by it slightly. I don't know, what, has it has it actually got any power at the end of it all? Does, uh, I, I, I caught myself wondering the other day, does the Leveson inquiry have teeth? And then Steve Coogan came on and I thought, <laughs> oh yeah, it's got teeth, he's got quite a mouth on it. I think at the end the idea is that Lord Leveson looks into the camera and goes, hey... <laughs> Just watch it in future. That is, that's it. That sounds like it might be. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not much good. He doesn't read the papers. He admitted that the other Did day. He really? They said in today's papers, he went, I haven't seen them. I haven't seen. He hadn't seen them two days running. No, I think he listened to the phone calls uh, oh, no. two weeks before, so he knows what's coming. I saw it the other day when that teacher that had been um, wrongly accused of the murder of the Yes, girl. let's not go into the dark. The dark but, so it's a comedy show. But he, sort of. uh, he's changed his appearance and he was oh. saying, oh, I had to change my appearance yeah. and stuff. But I, again, I caught myself getting uh, exponentially irritated because he'd left a little um, label on his sleeve on a new suit. You know, when you oh, get, like, no. the little brown Oh, that lip. thing on the... F- oh, oh, I'm never quite yeah. sure they to take those off oh, or not. Well, I was going to ask Emily, get rid of it. Surely you get rid of it if get it says what... Get rid of it immediately. And do you know what else annoys me? Not what else annoys me is sometimes you see people at events or on the tube go into an event and they've got a suit on, but they've left the stitches on the flaps... So the flaps yes. are still stuck. Oh, God, yeah. it makes me mental. And how get... terrible when you go to put something in a breast pocket on a new suit and it's stitched. Yeah. Oh. Always loosen the vent. Always loosen the vent. Always loosen the vent. That's what Ray Allen told me. <laughs> 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 what about when Charlotte Church... Did you see Charlotte Church's yeah. speech? She There's a bit lovely. where she was outraged by the way mm. she'd been treated by the Murdoch kingdom. But there was a bit... <laughs> she... Did you just say she looked lovely? She yes. did look lovely. lovely. She did look lovely. But lovely, like... she, very chic courtroom attire. Right. Unlike Paul McMullen, who could learn a few lessons. <laughs> I, I liked it though when she lapsed when she said and we were flown out there on um, uh, Rupert Murdoch's private jet which was great <laughs> no, don't, don't be too over enthusiastic she also said she was asked to sing did you see she was asked to sing yeah. PR Jesu at their uh, wedding oh well, yeah and she said I explained to the publicist yeah. that PR Jesu is actually a funeral 
Yeah, it's a record. Song. Oh. Uh, it turns out that t- they knew it was a funeral song, but Wendy Ding was just using it as motivation. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. So, Frank, um, stop all the clocks. Nancy... <laughs> Is it going to be a bit of W.I. Jordan? <laughs> Close. It's Nancy DeLolio, who's uh, al- almost a friend of the show, I would say. She she's gets no so friend many... of mine. <laughs> she gets I... so many name checks on this show. I always think anyone who you can easily imagine on a yacht, mm. you should avoid. <laughs> generally in life. Oh, dear, we better talk afterwards. <laughs> um, Nancy, Frank, mm. that's got a little ring to it, has been approached for... Many times, I would have thought. <laughs> Yeah. No, but not in a car this time. No. She's been approached <laughs> for £250,000. She's been oh, asked yes. to, um, if she'll pose in Playboy. But... And she's 50. Is she... To be fair. <laughs> is she? She's, she is. She's 50. 50 yeah. years old. Not, is she? Not she's yeah. 50,000 Oh, you pounds. think she's that little older? Yes. Oh, oh she looks... Well, that, that's more... Showbiz age. That's even better, then, because she looks great for 50. She, she says, looks magnificent for 71, which is what you're... Be fine with your fingers at the moment. <laughs> she says there's going to be a series of flamenco-style poses. Well, one leg. Yeah, but I'm... <laughs> well, that's flamingo. No, I'm more... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see her doing her standing in shallow water on one leg. No, Nancy, <laughs> the karate kid. Flamenco. No, oh, you should have said. I know you're spelling it wrong. I can't read it. <laughs> no more. You know, I'm seeing fans and castanets. Yeah. That's Not that many fans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she says she's going to show top and bottom in a tasteful oh, way. Oh, no. In a tasteful way, Frank. No, there is no tasteful way. <laughs> no. I think she, I thought she was a lawyer. No, she I didn't. Think... Frank, I've, just, I've explained this to you. When a friend of ours met her, she said, I lawyer. Which yes. didn't convince me. No, frankly. but it's a second language, to be fair. How good's your Italian? I think she was a, she's a property lawyer, is, is what she is. Right. Which yeah. means mm. she always gets a good settlement. Yeah. Mm. But yes. um, I, I, think she's, uh, I think she's letting herself down on this one, I have to say. Oh, I think. Um, well, she might have. When she says tasteful, does that mean there'll be something protecting her modesty? I hope so. Oh, dear. I don't even want to think about it. She could have Jenro Ballowing, world's smallest man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, look, he's always looking for photo work. <laughs> well, I, who reads Playboy? No one. No one think. at all. Who looks at it? Who buys it nowadays? Yeah. When's the last time you saw a copy of it? Anywhere. You were well, asking was... the cockerel that on air, on live radio. No, I just think it's one of, <laughs> it's one of the two great mysteries in, in modern selling and buying is that who who on earth Commerce. buys Playboy and who on earth shops at past times? <laughs> <laughs> These are two of the great questions I'd like to know. That's right, though. I was it, I, Playboy is one of those things that I assume that at some point in my life I've read or looked at, and I never have. In that way, it's very like the female eunuch by Jermaine Greer. Yes. I just always assume that I've read it. I think you're probably the first man to say that Playboy is very like the female <laughs> eunuch. <laughs> Unlike the female eunuch, I don't think I ever boasted to girls when I was in my 20s that I'd read it in order to try and get off with them. No, but, but it's, it is one of those things that you hear it mentioned in an article like this mm. and you think is that still yeah like when i recently read an article saying that someone in an interview with the tv times yes. i thought when <laughs> when did that happen 20 years ago yeah but it's still going apparently mm-hmm. eastenders they tell me still on <laughs> you believe that 
What I'd like to know about Nancy is mm. if you went round her house, I imagine she has an apartment. Me too, yeah. Yes. Because of the stairs, what, be a killer. what do you think you'd see in in her bookcase? <laughs> I often, whenever I go around people's houses, I always think a very good way of judging is to have a look at the bookcase. You yeah. can tell a lot. Yeah. There's yeah. certain things that all. If I see, if I go around a bloke's house and there's an Andy McNabb in there, I always think, <laughs> no, forget about it. Wouldn't that be great if you went to Nancy and it was just full of Bravo two zeros? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a likely. <laughs> Might be full of brass. <laughs> I'm thinking um, glossy coffee tables, the joy of dogs, that kind of thing. Yeah, it could oh, be yeah. something like that. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, and Maybe the a other car one. Book. The other one uh, is an absolute. If I sit in someone's bookcase i think that's it i'm never going to speak to this person again and also on the way out i'm going to i'm going to leave some sort of incendiary device there's <laughs> mm-hmm. uh 101 things to do with a dead cat in oh. fact anything from the humor section of a book oh, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah my current one as a as a, an absolute no-go in someone's house is the steve jobs biography <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think now they're not my kind of person absolute radio with frank skinner Frank, we've heard from the outside world. Good. We've had some emails in during the week, um, including this one from Joe Peters, mm-hmm. which I'm personally very fond of, for reasons which will become clear imminently. Hi, Frank, Emily and the Cockerel. I'm a long-time listener, but first-time writer to the show, and just thought you'd find this story interesting. I'm studying in Liverpool and was recently taking a lunch break in the city centre when I decided to go into the local bookmaker's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I stop you there? Yeah. How wonderful. He's studying. He's a student. Yes. I, I, I'm glad people still go to that. I, I, I fear that online Betty to put a stop mm. to that. It, is, it always was, in my childhood, the most profoundly working class place. <laughs> on mm. the, for men, that. For women, the bingo. But some yeah. so brilliantly and magnificently worked. I'd say one of the ultimate badges... Of working classness is the three inch biro. <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh. Anyway, carry on. I love that. I love him so far. Yeah. So Joe continues I only had five pounds on me and was intending to do a football bet when I saw a horse racing in a second race called Posh Emily. Mm. Ah. Everybody knows listening to the show that Emily is often referred to as Posh. The horse was a nine to two outsider. Have I pronounced that correctly, Cockrell? Uh, yeah. Nine to two outsider? believe so uh so i decided i couldn't let it slip and bet my five pounds to my elation the horse came first securing a 27 pound return a lot for a student just wanted to say thank you to the guys especially the lovely emily for paying for my food for the week oh that's nice 27 quid will buy his food for the week yeah Yeah, that's and yet he puts five pound on a horse (laughs) (laughs) that's about 50 pot noodles he's a he's a reckless character (laughs) isn't he this guy oh goodness ah the three inch buyer the other thing is you always used to know if someone had been in prison if they had a very ornate tobacco tin (laughs) (laughs) a lot of time on your hands (laughs) and uh, and, uh, you know they'd been in a place where tobacco had some real status (laughs) (laughs) I'm pleased for Joe, though. Yeah. I, Posh I like Emily, well, I'm going to keep an eye out for that one. Mm, me too. Yeah. The old nag came good. Mm-hmm. Well, you said it. Yes, I did. <laughs> My mum would have said, uh, it must be fit, it must be fit. That's, that's one of her catchphrases. She's mm. not in show business, she just lives a life like that. <laughs> no, it's a pity, because she, she could have been a fabulous astrologer. Absolute Radio, with Frank Skinner. Can you believe the cockerel's still talking about gammon? Yes. Now, I love is our beginning. Oh, what's so exciting? Gammon. Don't you know that man cannot worship God and gammon? Mm. Well, if I had to choose, 
Yeah. I've got gammon, Frank, I'll be honest. I, really? Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know gammon was particularly Christmassy either. <gasps> no, she's African, isn't she? I'm not even sure they celebrate. <laughs> oh, sorry, I think I got completely confused. He's talking about Gamu from X Factor. Oh, I, you won't even know that, no, Miss Allen, with your anti-populist TV stance. <laughs> she I just have a sick... It's a slouch. That's what it is. Slouch, I have a sick yeah. ability to be able to crawl into your mind. Ooh, what, to my mind? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, you know, it's not such a bad place to be. No, it's lovely there, Frank. I might stay a while. <laughs> Frank... So don't, don't open that door. <laughs> the non-skulls. Um... <laughs> Thank you very much. Not something you'll be hearing much in this studio. What? What? Because, well... What happened? <laughs> no, the word thank you is out of vogue. Apparently no one's the saying word? it anymore. Thank so, I'm you? sorry, the phrase. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love a pedant in the morning. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Apparently it's out of vogue. One in 20 people say nice one instead, which I can't bear. People oh, no. still <laughs> say nice one. It's very dark for Danny Dyer. <laughs> yeah. Nobody said... Uh, I haven't heard anyone say nice one since I stopped sleeping around. <laughs> oh, God. Nice People one. don't say nice one. Oh, nice one. <laughs> Do they? Yes. Nice one. Incredible. And apparently also in vogue, uh, cheers, fab and cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Cheers, of course. Cheers yeah. is, it sort of makes some sense, but I, I'm, I'm maybe I'm a... TV critic. Yeah. Ver- this is an episode called The Very, Very Tardy TV Critic. <laughs> Cheers make some sense, but I'm not... Uh, um, I've... Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to the southern states of America. Oh. But in there they do this thing that if you thank them... Like if you're in a, a, a restaurant, they bring you some grits, for example, mm-hmm. or some maybe biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. And you thank them. They, you say thank you very much. They go, mm-hmm. Do they? Yeah. Oh, that sounds and nice. In a kind of a you're welcome, but I think oh. it's a real... And they all do it, and I thought, I love this. I'm going to try and introduce this when I get back to England. But um, as you can imagine, I just got a sideways look. Yeah. Mm. But it's great. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. And I also, like, I occasionally get letters from uh, old-age pensioners. I think we all do. Mm. Um, but um, I don't send <laughs> money, but I do. I do like the fact that they all often end a letter. You know, it's Biro, handwritten beautifully. Mm. Often end it uh, much obliged. Oh, nice. Oh, <sighs> now, do you know that's a favourite of Derek Acora's? He says that to the spirits. He goes, if you would leave this portal, we'd be very much obliged. He has he, said that. Oh, I suppose look. he has to adapt his language because the spirits would be old, wouldn't they? I don't know if they keep up. Be the different generation, wouldn't um, they? You know, I, I, don't, I can't imagine them sitting down in the world of spirits uh, waiting for that newspaper article you get every uh, every 12 months about new words in the OED. Right, mm. yes. No, they, they, no they, that's the trouble with the, a lot of dead people. They're behind the times. Yeah. They're not with it. No. My, my dad's ex-girlfriend used to say Danka all the time. Oh, thank you, sure. Yeah. Sure, that's... <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad's ex-girlfriend, truly this is the 21st century. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, we move We move now towards our uh, our end. If you'd like to listen to Not The Weekend podcast, many do, mm. you can download that. Yes, I said download. It's available from Wednesday morning officially, but you can get it Tuesday evenings between you and me. And that is more of this, but it's only available on um, online. So it's nothing, it's separate, new, different stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky Blight's next. Um, good old Vicky Blight. And uh, I think I don't have anything to add. Thank you very much for listening. Well, much obliged. Cheers. Nice one. <laughs>
And uh, if the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back this time next week. Ta-da a bit. Frank, Frank, Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.